guys. Welcome to Mayor Studies, a podcast about John Mayer. I'm one of your hosts, Jill. And I'm your other host, Lucas. Welcome to episode five. Today's episode, I got to pick the song. Whatever. So I'm very, very excited about that. You know it's going to be a winner because my choices Wait, are always top-notch. what notch. are you saying? That my choices are always top-notch. I thought I was pretty clear about that. And what about my choices? Are you saying mine or the fans, the listeners are bad? Are you saying you're better than us? They're fine. Rude. Totally fine. This reminds me of our text today where you said that next song's fine, yeah, I guess. Totally fine. Your song, your, your pick next With week John is fine. With John Mayer, they're all winners. But yeah, go exactly. ahead. Why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? All right. Today we're talking Just, about... But don't get into the bio yet because we still got to do John in the Oh, mix. I will. Okay, okay. But today we're going to talk about my personal favorite John Mayer song of the moment, <laughs> which is Carry Me Away. Nice. Yeah. It's fine, I guess. It's fine. Choice. <laughs> Did you know that there are two versions of the song? Because I didn't until I was researching this. I learned that at the same time that yeah. you did, yeah. And I want to say something about that, that I'm so glad we're doing the podcast, obviously, or I wouldn't continue doing it. Right. But I found that, like, I've learned so much. Yeah, definitely. And then I've, like, now I have all these different thoughts about all the songs. But my favorite thing is I do our, my notes before I post and ask people for their feedback because I want to make sure that I'm not stealing anyone's intellectual oh, property. Oh, nice, nice. And I'll talk about it later, but there's this part I love about the song that so many other people said. Not mm-hmm. that I need validation for liking something, mm-hmm. but it's like I feel validated. Like, yeah. oh, other people like it too. Yeah. And that's what, what I wanted to share. How does that feel? Because I don't get that. Because I'm always on the opposite <laughs> end of everybody when it comes to John Mayer. Accurate. Yeah. It's hard to explain. Maybe you'll you'll experience it someday. Perhaps. Um, before we get into the song, we have to talk about John in the news. I have a lot to say Oh, today. great. What's going on with John these days? Well. Oh. Yeah. Deep sigh. <laughs> Who is she? Exactly. So um, he had a show or a set of shows in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I saw on the internet that a lot of people were saying he was flirting with a blonde girl in the front row who was there with her mom. And I just think that's disrespectful to our relationship. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. But so many people talked about it. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was worth noting. Okay. But they thought it was described as like, a, oh, he thinks she's cute. And then like nothing happened after that. I don't know oh. how those people would know that. Right. Also, the internet is very excited. The internet is a buzz. It is It is a buzz because he, instead of wearing a t-shirt underneath his giant, because he has like the pantsuit that he'll wear. Right. right. The like Miami Vice-esque pantsuit. Right. Or he'll have just like jeans, a sob rock, or some sort of merch shirt and a giant coat. He just had on like a button up and he wears it like you, like not buttoned up at oh, all. Oh, okay. And people went in saying because it was like with jeans that fit normally uh-huh. and i gotta say i don't know if this was his plan but wearing the clothes that are kind of ill-fitted mm-hmm. and outdated and then when you going switch, back to something that yes, actually fits yeah. it was like oh my gosh you're so handsome so you could probably the best person to ask this question to hmm. now that we're doing the podcast i'm getting a lot of like john mayer stuff popping up on my explore page Same. on like instagram yeah and there was one video of him. He was wearing like a tank top. It was this is several years old. Okay. But he was like in really good shape. Yes. Is he currently in really good shape, or was that like a phase he went through? I think there was a particular phase when he was in extra good shape. Okay. I'm gonna say it's Jennifer Aniston era s. Okay. Um, or or just younger. I would say younger because he's he's on the cover of like Rolling Stone without a shirt on. Oh really? I I'm pretty sure it was like laying on a bed with a guitar. Do I you have it, it was, framed? No, not at all. Uh, I can't even really. Birthday just, present idea. <laughs> I'm good. I can't really speak to the details of it, but I'm pretty sure that happened. Oh, um, but there was a, I would say that like he's in good shape now. He seems to care about staying physically fit. Yeah. But there was a particular moment in time where he was a little extra. I think this clip was from that moment in time because it like caught me off guard. I was like, oh, yeah. why is John ripped? That's not oh, something. Oh, no, that I'm... was a thing. Yeah. Like, he played guitar, like tank top, shirtless, 
uh, sleeveless a lot. I'm all for that. Let him live his best life. I am all for him. We both are supportive of him for two very different reasons. Yeah, I don't think he cares. Right. See, if we ever do interview him, mm-hmm. I'm trying to dial this back. Like, the things I say, because, like, let's say maybe he listens to the podcast, Our Dreams right. Come True, right? And then so we get an opportunity to meet him. Like, if he's, like, I always say he's just a person. Right. So imagine having to walk into a room with a person who you have said, like, let's say we're on episode 45. <laughs> like, 45 times you have referenced. I mean, appropriately. I'm not objectifying anybody. But, like, oh, my gosh, we should be in a relationship. Oh, he's so cute. Like, what am I going to do? I will giggle the most I've ever giggled. It's going to be awful. And that would be a whole lot. I would question, like, the inappropriate thing when you just said that him flirting with a girl in the front row <laughs> is disrespectful to your relationship (laughs) so we may differ on the appropriateness of some of the comments yeah i feel like we do need to start editing okay so (laughs) my last lucas in not lucas in the news (laughs) oh put me in the news it is about you about your band oh okay my last john mayer in the news bit is that i went to see lucas's band the honey play because they had a show at seven o'clock which is my sweet spot time wise nice and they slash Lucas Moore, some mm-hmm. of them willingly, unwillingly, played a John Mayer song. I'm going to call it for me, and it made my day. It was and definitely for you. Thank you. Yeah. And it was, I don't trust myself, parentheses, with loving you, and parentheses, and I almost picked that as my song. Oh, wow. Because now when I hear it, it's like, makes me so happy, and I'd never heard Lucas's band play in real life before. And that was the very first thing you've I heard I have tried. You have tried. Unsuccessfully, because they run several hours late. But I just one show say, we were several hours late. One show, one show I and it was to. because the band in front of us went over time, and there were some technical issues. It wasn't our fault. Okay, sorry, I'm not trying to disagree. <laughs> yeah, everything Lucas just said, and I was uh, amazed by how awesome your band was, and so oh, I just wanted you. to let everybody know. Thank you very much. That thank was a much. long open, so it was. Let's get into but song by well bio. worth it. Well, I think so. Yeah, I now agree. that we've addressed how John will also listen to me talk about how I talk about him. And we got to plug my band and, you know. Win-win. Okay, right. hit it. All right, so this song, Carry Me Away, was released as a single in 2019, and it was not originally intended to be on an album. This was one of three songs like that, the first one being New Light, which we covered in mm-hmm. episode one. So same story. Uh, it was about the same era. If you watch the music video, there is a music video mm-hmm. for the song. If you watch the music video, it's mostly like the idea of him being in the studio and trying to create it. Yeah. He's doing a lot of stuff with samples, which mm-hmm. is a lot of how like New Light came about. So he's very much in the same vein with this song as he was with New Light. Mm-hmm. This song was revamped for the Sob Rock release. So you mentioned earlier that there's two versions yeah. of it. So the version that you hear on the album is different than the version we hear in the music video. Okay. Um, you can see in the video that Pino's playing bass on it, as he has on every song we've talked about. In the we vi- need to pick a song he's just not on. Well... <laughs> Aaron Sterling is in the video, uh-huh. but like there's very, if he's on the song, it's like he did a thing and they looped it and cut it up and pasted it or whatever. Cause there's yeah. not like, at least in the music video version, there's not consistent drumming. Mm-hmm. And even on the, the sob rock revamp version, it's questionable. I could totally buy that. There's no actual live drumming on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. That's it. It was part of the Sob Rock EP, mm-hmm. the sampler EP that came up before the album that had all the good songs on it. And that's where I first heard the song was off that EP. Oh, wow. Um, but then it was also released on the full release as well. Okay, great. So that brings us to favorite or notable versions of the song. I have strong feelings about this. Oh, then you go first, please. Uh, the Sob Rock version is infinitely superior to the original single version. Oh, well, you know what? I don't know if... See, people had opinions. Uh-huh. And I think they're not that. Oh, I really? Think that, I think the majority were saying, we like the first version. Mm-hmm. 
And then some people are like, why did we have a second version? Like, Mm -hmm. it upset them. I don't know why. I think the more music, the better. And then a few people sprinkled in, I prefer the sob rock version. All I wrote down was there were lots of comments on the two versions, so many that I couldn't really even find a way to fit them all in. Really? People are divided. I I, I was walking around not even knowing I needed to have an opinion. I thought they were both the same. So the big change, from my perspective, is Mm -hmm. the drums. Oh, then that's why. Yeah. I think the drumming is so much more propulsive on the sob rock version. Um, it just moves the song a lot better. I, I, and also what's at play here, I think why some people prefer the original and also why I prefer this one is once you hear something the first time mm-hmm. and you kind mm-hmm. of fall in love yes. with it, yes. you tend to solidify that as that's the way it's supposed to go. And most people probably heard the other one first. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's at work in both of our opinions. Which there. one does he play live? Which version? The sob rock version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I can't believe I don't have an opinion. But I don't yeah, know. when I when I watched the music video for the first time, I was like, "Wait, what? Why is this wrong? You know, why, why is this wrong? <laughs> yeah, it ju- it just needs it. It's so much better with the snare on two and four versus just on four. So, so. because I didn't know that, and then I really wasn't concerned about it, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to speak about the video. Yeah, let's talk about it for several reasons. I love okay. it, and I'm not going to say I love every John Mayer video. I promise you. I know that's what it's sounding like. First of all, his dog Moose was in it, and I work for the Humane Society, so I love a good dog. Cameo. You love a good dog for sure. Plus. Keeping in mind, I might meet him someday and have yeah. to face to face this. You... It is hard not like to see a man with a baby or a dog. Uh huh. That's cute. Like it's hard not to feel something tugging at your heartstrings. So I stand by that I platonically felt something about John Mayer in that moment. And no one believes that platonically part of it. <laughs> I also grew up in the eighties. Mm-hmm. So the We Are You're The World old. video is, you are the same age as me, <laughs> <laughs> you clown. Um, so the We Are The World video mm-hmm. is like really important to me. Okay. <laughs> so I love videos where people just look like they're coming and recording them like live. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It shows the process and them in a booth and you see all these clothes of, I just love clothes. Mm-hmm. So you see all these clothes of John that are just like him, just like this is what I wear to show up and do this. Right. And just being like relaxed and creative. And I just love like a real, like an authentic video. Nice. It's not like, you know, singing uh, over yourself to a camera, like lip syncing and stuff. I'm this not is like a candid that. video. Candid is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on the video? It's fine. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I love the behind the scenes stuff, right? Yeah. So I love that, you know, there's not like, he doesn't get too inside baseball on any of that stuff, you know, so there's yeah. nothing that I'm like, oh, this is really insightful or whatever, but it, it's, yeah. it's, it's cool. Okay. All right. Then I guess we can move on to the meaning, which I'm definitely going to let you do. No, you need no, to go first. Yeah. I need to go first. Yes. Um, I like the song. Okay. I think that I've felt similar. Um, I would like us was, I mean, I still am a single mom mm-hmm. and my approach to parenting was very much like my only job is to make these two children's lives awesome and mm-hmm. take good care of them. One of the ways you take care of them is being successful at your job. So you have money, mm-hmm. spending a lot of time with them. And some would say including medical health professionals <laughs> <laughs> that it would be one of the ways you take care of your children is to take care of yourself for sure. and go out and have fun and do some different things. And I, I didn't always, I mean, I, try, I, it's hard to articulate. There's a time in my life when I, I wasn't like doing the fun things and going out as much because I was so worried about upbringing children and mm-hmm. stressed out about work. And so I can appreciate in the song how it's like, Oh, it's nice to have someone who can kind of, be the opposite of you and that introduces you to new things and you get swept up in it and carried away if you will and and you have fun and you realize there's more to life 
Um, so for that reason, I identify with the song and I like it. And I do want to say that no one asked me, but I don't think this song's about a specific person. Okay. I think this is about a specific want, mm. which he said about other songs before. Even the cover art for the search for everything was like a girl mm -hmm. for one of the singles. And he's like, oh no, that's not a girl. That's an idea. Like, mm. I don't know her. That's right. an idea. Right. And this song isn't about someone literally named Olivia. Like it's, you know, about, so I just, I just want to clarify that. So Every I'm not, time I'm I... not upset with John when I hear this song. Nice. Every time I hear something about Olivia, I always think of Olivia Wilde. That's the person. I don't I think, think that's it. who he's singing about. That's just who I think. <laughs> she wasn't a thing. Yet. Oh, nice. Um, so why don't you tell us well, what the song means to you? Yeah, I have a I have a really deep personal connection to this song. I remember the I can remember exactly where I was the first time I heard it. Um, it was the day the Sub Rock EP came out, mm -hmm. and I was listening to it, and I really like Last Train Home. I've always really liked Last Train Home. That was a good song. Mm -hmm. And then we got to this song, and I was listening to it, and I was in the car with my family. I think we were going out to Palm Springs, and we were backing out of my driveway. And I don't usually listen to my music in the car because my family doesn't usually share my taste in music. Sure. Uh, and I was, so, but I had this on. I was so so excited to hear it that I put it on anyways, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm backing out of my driveway when I get to when he gets to the line. You're just the kind of crazy I've been looking for. And I was like, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. That whole second verse, and I rewound it and listened to the whole second verse over again. Mm. It just it, it feels very much it's my story. Like if I had written the song everyone would say, hey, this is a love letter to your wife. Totally. Because um, I think most people would look at this song and say, oh, that's Lucas and Sam, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's not just about, I know a lot of people are going to say that it's about that you need someone to help you have a little fun. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely a part of it. But it's been so much more than that for me. So my wife is by far the most influential force in my adult life. I'm who I am because she's who she is. Her perspective, her point of view, that's part of me now in a way it could never have been without her in my life. I remember the very first time we talked on the phone uh, 14 years ago. Uh, I told her, I remember saying this to her, I said, my life's a little too perfect right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving you permission to mess it up a little bit. Oh, how weird. Yeah. Now I said like a little bit and she <laughs> would, she took that idea and ran with it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, so I, I can very much identify with this and, but one th one of the things I've learned from my wife is not just to stop at what is the action, but look at the motivation behind it. Why would I feel that way? Why would I say mm. that to somebody, right? I messed up my life a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because I had reached a point where I had progressed as far as I had the internal resources to go. I'd read all the books, I was doing all the right things, but I was kind of stuck. And my soul or my subconscious or whatever you want to call it, knew that I needed something to help me to continue to grow. So it started looking for something or someone who could be that external catalyst and I found it in her and over the course of our relationship I've gone through some pretty radical changes and people who have known me the whole time will say like oh well you changed because of her and I'm like no duh yeah um, yeah of course I did she's been the inspiration and the motivation and really the reason for much of the growth in my life and to be clear it's not like she's just sitting around saying like you suck and you better change it's just her helping me to see my blind spots and mm challenging me to be better you know like when i get my hair cut uh my my that was so deep and then you go when i get my hair yeah cut, yeah when sorry. i get the haircut my hair guy hands me a mirror at the end so we can i can see what he did to the back uh -huh. right because i can't see it mm -hmm. i need an extra mirror to see it and i'm in my life i've had a really difficult time i'm not great at seeing things other than what's in front of me okay and having her as that mirror to help show me the other sides of me has been just like very 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 valuable um, and I'm, you know, I'm eternally grateful that she carried me away because she's just the kind of crazy that I've been looking for. Aww. 
And uh, listen, I want to talk about the crazy thing for a minute because I think when people read that, you're just the kind of crazy I've been looking for. People think about like, oh, well, you're like unhinged or you're like doing insane things. And it's mm -hmm. not necessarily about that. Mm -hmm. It's about having somebody whose perspective is just different enough yeah. that they can see something that you can't. Well, that's how I read it. I yeah. don't think people read it like you're literally mentally unstable. Well, I just want to make sure what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, my yeah. wife's the kind of crazy I'm looking for. I'm like, oh, she's like deranged or anything. I'm just saying like yeah. she's able to reach calculations that I wouldn't or reach determinations mm -hmm. that I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And that other point of view is just it's, it's been super valuable to me so awesome i look forward to her hearing that that was a really beautiful she story. doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> ouch. ouch that's harsh <laughs> okay so do you have anything to add i think you pretty well summed it up yeah i'm sure i'll, I'll jump some more into it as we start talking about i the hope lyrics. john Mayer hears that someday oh okay like fast forward to the part where i was like oh my god he had a dog <laughs> just go to that part so let's dive into the lyrics which i'm sure you have a lot more to say on sure um but this is the part where i mentioned feeling validated is my favorite lyric can i guess yeah did you look at my notes i didn't look at your notes i promise did you look at the internet I have looked at the internet pretty much Instagram. every day for many, many years. <laughs> Did you look at our Instagram? I meant. I have looked at our Instagram. Okay, yes. go ahead. And I'm not gonna. Um, I think you're gonna talk about when the sun hits my face all day. How did you know that? Because I like to go to Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because like that's the lyric. I didn't even know that's what he said. First of all, mm -hmm. I'm not the best person at like picking out what the words are by sure. listening to it. Sure. Um, I think it comes from being a drummer. Like even our own songs. Like we're in the studio today mm -hmm. recording. Um, a song and I for the first time figured out what the lyrics works so I heard him sing it <laughs> just paying attention yeah well I think that that's another thing I meant to say at the at the top was that I know my John Mayer lyrics mm -hmm. by all means that's not a blind spot for me but there are certain words that I've been singing wrong uh -huh. I can't think of one right now of course but I'm like oh when I print out the lyrics and, and we start talking about it mm -hmm. so that's been really interesting because I'm I'm just making my own lyrics up apparently. nice um, yeah, that is my favorite, and it's everyone's, I'm sorry, it's a, a large, we've got a lot of comments about being that people's favorite. Yeah. One, it's just so cute, and it's kind of like, I don't know how to call it, what to call it, it's like, like a throwaway lyric, like it's just like under your breath sort of lyric. Yeah, it's like an ad, it's an ad lib is what yeah, we would call it. Just... Yeah, and, and I also, this, I don't even know if this is what he meant, but it doesn't matter because it's what it means to me and it's art, but like when you go on vacation, mm -hmm. the sun does hit you differently. And so that's why I'm like happiest and relaxed on vacation. And so that's what it means to me. <laughs> well, and he, he said for his part that this is a summer song. This is a song yeah. about summer. And like, obviously in the second line, he says, there's, there must be more behind the summer, you know? So yeah, I think you're very close to what he was meaning. And also I, and I know this is probably something you're going to talk about. Um, like the rest of the internet, mm -hmm. when you pulled them on Instagram, the tequila in my coffee cup thing yeah. is a big, big hit. But you go ahead and you talk about the lyrics. Well, it's funny, like, how much of this, like, that's why I say I have this strong personal identification with this, because so much of this really is my life, right? Um, so I'm vegetarian. Oh, jeez. This is a carnivore lyric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my wife is not, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, carnivore, right? Um, but you, before you carry on yeah. with that thought, at Skidda... Skittle, do I don't know. Guys with the names <laughs> are killing me. Says that um, he or she doesn't get the lyric, you carnivore. Now, do I get it for you? Did I listen to it and think, oh, this is a good Sam Lucas thing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Do right. I understand why John Mayer said it? No, he's not vegetarian, right? I don't know. I figured. Is you it would just like that. carnivore, like wild animal or something? I don't Could know. Could be. Yeah, for sure. But you, go ahead with your eater? thought. I just oh, wanted to use that because I had it in my notes. 
And then like, he goes on to say, like, you fast car, she definitely drives faster than I do. Mm-hmm. You foolish spender, I'm not accusing her of being a foolish spender. John, but... if you're looking for a foolish spender, <laughs> I have this, this website called Sheen, where I buy way too many clothes. <laughs> How ahead. did you pronounce it? Sheen. I think it's Sheen. Like no, that's last, my last like, name. No, I think it is. What work everyone calls it, Sheen. I think they call it wrong. Really? Yeah, we should put it up on the poll. Well, I could also just like Google it. You should Google There'd it. Let me know for sure. Uh, that's right. I, I, I was How curious. do you know about that website? Is it where you buy your jewelry? It's where you buy your jewelry. Oh, your shirt. That is, is that really a woman's shirt? No, it's not a woman's <laughs> shirt. Am I wearing a woman's shirt? No. But that was mine and your sister's joke because it's yeah. so tight. No. <laughs> okay, we're getting way off the rails. <laughs> My point is, if you're looking for a foolish spender, I, I know a girl. Okay, go ahead. There you go. Um, but like, I am the mo- more fiscally conservative in mm-hmm, our in our mm-hmm. relationship for sure. Yeah. Um, she the, the where it falls apart is she hates tequila. Oh, okay. She is not a tequila. Like, I don't drink tequila, but that mm-hmm. would taste terrible in coffee, right? I imagine so. Yeah, I, gross. I, yeah. I know it's a metaphor, I'm just saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, when I first started drinking, I didn't like tequila either. It mm-hmm. was like the most acquired taste for me. Mm-hmm. And now like, oh, I, I like it. I'll drink a tequila sunrise. And mm-hmm. she feels like I've abandoned her a little bit because we used to be united oh, in our hatred of tequila. And, yikes, yeah. marriage is tough. It is, yeah. you know, it's rough. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else to say about the lyrics? Um, I love so I I I love everything. Like I could just pick any line and say that I love it. Um, but like, let me live on the wilder side of the light. Mm-hmm. It's not about like you didn't like some of the stuff in Gravity because it felt destructive. Yeah. You also didn't like some of the stuff in Edge of Desire because you're like, hey, don't call that person. That feels pretty destructive. If you're gonna go back on everything. Yeah, you man, believe. I am a bore and a bummer. This is about <laughs> me. <laughs> Damn. But like living on the wilder side of the light, like. You know, crazy, like, that crazy thing is relative, right? Like, in our yeah. friendship dynamic, I'm the crazy one. For sure. Right? But in my in my relationship with my wife, I'm not. Yeah. Right? So it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah. But I will say some of the most fun I've ever had in my life has been some of the stuff that, that me and my wife have done together that yeah. most people are like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. You're insane. So there is some fun in, I've found the fun in living a little bit on the wilder side of the light. And now it's too much a part of me. Yeah. Go. <laughs> now it's ingrained in you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go through some listener feedback. I've already shared some. Let's pick a name I can say. At photolow 22 <laughs> said, quote, lyrics are more simple than others. That's the charm. And I would agree with that. And and really brief. I mean, when you print the lyrics out, it's just carrying me away like 45 times. This song is two minutes and 39 seconds long. How? Just a very, very short song. That seems long for the amount of lyrics. I didn't do... Oh, it's, it's incredibly short for a song. Yeah, but you know what I mean. If you're looking oh, at yeah. this printout, that's crazy. Well, there is... because So this song doesn't have a lyrical bridge. Mm-hmm. It has like an instrumental break that would be where like the bridge would. I mean, you've okay. got, got that piano sound to it that mm-hmm. he's really fond of mm-hmm. in this song. Um, but I didn't do the research to see if this is his shortest recorded song. Ooh, recorded that would song. be interesting. Yeah, so if anyone wants to do that... I think that goes that, to Ravioli Shoes. Which you still don't know about. because Like, released on a record. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. <laughs> so, like, I don't know if someone else wants to do the research on that, but it's by far the shortest that I know, not yeah. counting, like, the Born and Raised reprise at the very end no, of Born that's, and Raised. Yeah, not like a, a real song, if you yeah. will. Um, so, our friends on Instagram, by the way, please follow us, at Mayor Studies. At Mayor Studies, that's where the party's at. So much more engagement this time, now that we've had a couple going, and yeah. I've got the timing down, really excited about that. I love it. That's, that's like, the best part. Several comments in addition to people having thoughts on the versions and then a few people 
or a significant amount of people agreeing with me about the sun hits my face all different um, mm-hmm. was the tequila and the coffee cup. That yeah. is just, I think when people think this song, mm-hmm. they think that lyric. I'd mm-hmm. say I know that I do, even though it's not my favorite lyric. And at Johnny underscore Whitlock said, it's the perfect simple song about an adventurous girl. And I thought if it had a bio, like when you're going to watch a movie on Netflix, uh-huh. like that That'd would be, be great. it. Yeah. He seems to add something about the summer in there. And then a perfect simple summer song about an adventurous girl. Um, or gonna, about Lucas and Sam. I'm going to throw in an Apartment 4D reference here, which Ooh. is your other podcast. Yes. But that would be like Thank a great... Thank you for explaining that to me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> In case you didn't know, <laughs> um, that would be like a great Joe, Fix, Joe Flicks line. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't think they, the listeners, would get I bet it. you there is some carryover between there Mayor Studies listeners and 4D listeners. And I actually appreciate Miss Chenandler Vong, look at me saying it right the first time. Nice. And Kelly Flynn, whose screen name I can't remember... Um, who immediately were like, we're into this, we're following, let's do this. We love John Mayer, who were from um, listeners of my Apartment 4D podcast. I also love, speaking of listener feedback, I don't know if you have this in there, I'm stealing your thunder. No, I'm done. But one of of my friends Mm. uh, actually put put in there that, like, I think this is, like, Lucas's song to Sam or whatever. Yeah. Like they just it was like instantly like if you know us, you know. That's like a that real was, clever one who I've quoted before. That's Anna, I believe. Anna, Anna gave me some good stuff and I was like, sorry, Anna, I've quoted you too much. I You're not making it this at, episode. At Anna Van Tessel. Van Tessel, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so it's time to rate the song. All right. Uh Jill, is this a quiet song or is this turning the ladies on? I just want to say I think John Mayer would love our rating scale. I I hope he would too. And this is a quiet song. Is it really? A hundred percent. And I feel like it's a very genuine song. I do too. And do I think alternately because he is who he is and he's so clever and the things he writes are so beautiful, it turns some ladies on? Yes. But I think his intention and its core is quiet song. What about you? That that is that's a really great explanation there. Thank you. Um I was going to say this is a song that turns the ladies on because it's like he's saying, like, come. Come carry me away. Let's do this. Let's go have fun. And Let's he says, get wild. It's okay if you spend your money bad. Like, if, <laughs> what's hotter than what that? What more can you want? In what's a guy? hotter than that? He's like, Let's mix tequila and coffee. Yeah. Let's go like on vacation in the summer. And you know what? Do what you gotta do on Amazon. It's there fine. you go. There you go. It's my I'll... kind of man. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to have said that. <laughs> I mean, I think John might be hitting a few more upscale spots than just on Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know, that's fine. Amazon has expensive stuff too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so like without ha- hearing your explanation coming yeah, in, I was prepared sure. to say that this is a song that turns the ladies 100% on. 100% was what you were going to say? Yeah. Wow, interesting. Because this isn't really a quiet song to me. I guess mm-hmm. he's... It is very introspective. Like I get that. Yeah. Um, self-aware. He's self-aware. I, I, you know, like this... So the whole thing that I said when I talked about the song means to me, that's taken me like 14 years to like figure out for myself you know yeah. it's not like i'm operating through going through life thinking yeah being conscious of the stuff i just kind of yeah. go through life and for him to be able to sit down and really just kind of distill this feeling mm-hmm. in a way that f- feels so visceral to me um hats off to him well and that's what's so beautiful about music i mean i remember i don't want to talk about it too much now and all joking aside when we talk about while grace mm-hmm. like i would just like listen to it and it burst into tears mm. and i was like why am i crying in the middle of the day this is so weird and we'll get into why later in a different episode. <laughs> but it's so amazing that someone's just talking about their experience their thing and they accidentally capture everything you think and feel yeah that's really think about that that's crazy i mean that's the beauty of all art right True. and yeah you know especially a lot of artists uh i think john as well would say like it is what you get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So if you get something out of it that's meaningful to you, even if that wasn't what he was thinking about or the headspace that he was in when he was writing yeah. it, 
And that's great. That's the, that's yeah. the beauty of art. Yeah. All right. It's time to scale it again on a scale of one to five. On a scale of one to five, Jill, how much does this song make you love John? I want to say that I'm going to be more conservative with my scale because it's always going to be fives. There are very few John Mayer songs that I'm like, they'll skip. And this isn't one of them, I'm All just right. saying. So I decided to stop just saying everything's a five. I'm giving this song a four. Okay. Because I was trying to be more conservative. <laughs> because this doesn't this doesn't make you love him as much of Edge's Desire does. It's funny because the... Yes, that's true. And that was definitely a, a, a five. Right. Sure. So if Edge of Desire is a five, there's got to be something four. less than that. Yeah. And also, and now that we're talking about it, though, I feel like I should have made it a five because he's like really accepting my spending habits. Mm-hmm. And, and now I want to go on vacation and stuff. So this always happens. Like as we go through it, suddenly I'm like, well, I want to give it like a 45 now because right. we talked about it and now it means more to me. But I'm sticking with four. It, it, four. What about you? And I just appreciate that you were actually able to make the Stand numbers have some sort of meaning. Yeah, as opposed to like... Bothering you is more fun than rating it. On a honest. scale of one to five, I give it... 2,500. Exactly. <laughs> what uh, would you scale Obviously, it? like I, I... Oh, yeah. Five for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all the way in on this song. Sure. Like just like every single time I listen to the song, when I get... Even though I've listened to it like 10 times in a row, like getting ready for the podcast... Mm-hmm. Every time we get to you're just the kind of crazy I've been looking for, I have to sing along. I just it just it my soul sings that line. Oh, you your know? soul knows how to sing. Yeah, not good, but it's it, 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 it is compelled to. Um and speaking of lyrics that you get wrong, yeah. I've always struggled with that line. If it's just if you're just the kind of crazy I've been looking for, mm-hmm. or you're just the kind of crazy I've been waiting for. I was, oh, all, I, was I would looking. always mess it up in my head. I know it's looking oh. now, but I would always mess it up in my head yeah. until you sent me the picture of this song mm. on the column at the forum yeah. when you went to see him. And yeah. I was like, there, okay, proof. That's what the word is. It's looking, not waiting. You like know lock it this in. thing called the internet. Tell me more about this yeah. internet. <laughs> well, off, off there. I always thought he was saying, let me live on the wilder side of life. Oh, I could totally see that too, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I was all, oh, whoops, my bad. Yeah. Um, okay, discussion questions. Yeah, what discussion questions I don't questions actually have one. You came unprepared? I'm not unprepared. I just don't have a discussion question. Because I figured you were going to have discussed a lot about what it meant to you. And really, I, my discussion questions tend to be so personal. Do you have one? Are you unprepared? Can no, I, the shortest podcast we have ever. No, I really was so interested in getting like your perspective. So I, I know that I identify with this and and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. How do you feel? Do you have you had somebody in your life who were like, oh, this is somebody who's definitely helping me to walk or live mm-hmm. on the wilder side of light? Or you someone who you're like, please help grab me, pull me out of my bubble, yeah. and to save cause some trouble? Have you had that experience like in a, in a specific person? And my personality doesn't really ask people to cause trouble for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say this. I think the best sort of relationships and partners mm-hmm. challenge you mm-hmm. in an appropriate amount. You know, they, support, <laughs> they support you. Right. They challenge you just enough, whether it be professionally or personally, um, creatively. But also this. And, and I used to be married, which is no secret. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've mentioned it here, but definitely on the other podcast. And my ex-husband and I are extremely good friends. Yes. I mean, for several years. Very, I wouldn't even describe it as amicable. It's almost just shy of best friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lives in a different state. And we 
raised these kids and it's all good. But I will say when we were married, the thing that like bothered me about him mm-hmm. most is like his spontaneity. Uh-huh. Like if we're going to go to the beach, I need at least 24 hours notice. I will have to buy a new sunscreen. I mean, because when kids are little, you have to prepare. You can't right. just jump in the car and go places. Like if we're on the freeway and he sees a fair, he'll just like pull off and go. That is not how I do things. Uh-huh. I plan ahead. We get there early. I have a coupon. <laughs> Not to the beach. The beach is free. (laughs) Well, not parking. Right. And so I will say that sometimes opposites attract Mm -hmm. and and it's better. And so I learned to like lighten up and those spontaneous things tend to be the most fun things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I will say that in that respect, um, I've definitely been in that situation. And I appreciate someone who... Because, you know, I plan events for a living. Like, right. what I do is just very structured. Right, yeah, And for so sure. it's hard to get out of that when you're structured all day. I'm like, well, I'm going to be, like, crazy now. Um, so even when I was going to see your show, like, I had, like, a group text. Right. Like, I was like, what's the parking? You're like, is it what's 6? Is it 6.05? Okay. It- In my defense, the other show went two hours late. So I did have to follow up what time it would really start at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've definitely experienced that. And you started on time. Well, actually, uh, you, so you text us, it's not starting at 6 a.m., we're starting at 7. Oh, that's right. And then that wasn't our fault. <laughs> and then we, start, we started at our posted time, yes. So I will say that I've lightened up over the years, and I, especially once the kid's dad moved out of state, then mm-hmm. I was like, well, now I have to be the spontaneous one mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And so I think that that kind of growth is important. I don't remember your question, but that You've is my answer. It. <laughs> so I, I, I want to follow this up, and this at the risk of touching on an emotional place okay so you are staring down the barrel of like your youngest graduating high school i just cried about that before you got here i know Why would you I, bring that up right now so but what, what i'm saying is oh, like no. i know that you've been making an effort more to like be more social and get yeah. out and everything do you see more of this in your future like as the kids are like you know living their own life do you think there's going to be more walking on the wilder side of the light for you yeah probably. or do you think like you are who you are and that's not a place that you're comfortable wow that's deep lucas i don't know that anyone cares but i think that that, um this song has inspired me i will say that because i listened to it like a thousand times that's the fun thing about praying for the podcast like living in the song because you said that so i'm like okay i'm gonna listen to it in the car i'm gonna listen to it before he gets here i'm gonna listen to it while i read the lyrics so yeah i do think that and i don't know that it's a it is when your kids get older, you, you tend to have more free time. My son just stopped playing basketball and that was like 24 right. seven. So yeah, I do think that's like the, the next phase mm-hmm. is me being a little more social. And I had so much fun at your show. I just wish social things started at six or seven instead of like nine or 10. Well, you could like be part of the happy hour crew, you know, I guess we always talk. I'm, I'm sure there's an entire culture of people who are like in bed by eight. Who are sleepy but want to have yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They go out like they happy hour. They have dinner at six and they're in bed by eight. You know, like that's not us. Like that's not my experience, right? But we're like, I'm sure you know, especially when we run to someone who's like, oh, we go to this place all the time. Like, no, we go to all this place it's all the time. A whole time different place. And we've never seen you. Different time of night. And it's like, yeah. oh, we go at like eight. I'm like, oh, well, we go at midnight. So yeah. like, it's, a little, <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, next time you go to Starbucks, are you gonna tell them to put a little tequila in there? I actually hate coffee. Really? So I go to Starbucks almost every morning for a croissant and water. <laughs> I was like, I know you go to Starbucks all the time. So how do you hate coffee? Well, I used to eat hot chocolate a lot. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't like coffee and I don't like tequila. So have, I'm looking for someone to put something in my cherry Coke, I guess. Have you had a, they have like the pink drink or something, right? I have like a, a vice with caffeine as it is in the mm. form of soda. So I've never thought, I think it'd be a great idea to seek out more caffeinated beverages. You were yelling at me earlier over my caffeine consumption. 
I didn't yell. I texted you that I don't think monsters are healthy. And I feel like we're really off the rails right, <laughs> right now. So I'm going to bring it back to right. next week. Because next it's week. my pick. Who gets to pick next week? Me. What did you pick? I picked. Oh, no. No, you forgot. <laughs> I no. know what you picked. Do you I want me to tell you or not to tell you? No, I changed my mind. Again from when the last time you told me? You know what? I don't know, guys. I'm deciding between okay. a case to call home mm -hmm. and split screen sadness. So to find out, you know what they're going to have to do? Go to the gram. They're going to have to go yeah. to Mayor Studies on Instagram Yeah. to find out which of those two songs or a Dark Horse third that you throw out there. It's split screen. It's split hey, screen sadness. Oh, oh, it's oh, split oh. Screen sadness. Can I throw a John in the News at in at this last minute that I just thought it's of? It's about American Idol. It's about American Idol. I thought that was Kat Katy Perry News. That's why I didn't it include is it. Katie but Perry go ahead, News. yeah. Okay. In case, in case someone hasn't heard about well, it. Well, I, I just barely know the story. So if you know the story better, then you no, can go tell. Ahead. Okay. So my understanding is that Katy Perry is a judge on American Idol. Now Correct. she's one of three. And there was a guy who's saying slow dancing in a burning room. And one of the judges gave him that song, and he had to guess which judge gave him that song, and he mm -hmm. didn't know who it was. Mm -hmm. And he guessed Katie, and Katie like had a very over-the-top reaction about it. And she said, I think you should Wikipedia me. Oh, so I, that's way more than I knew. Oh, I just okay. knew he sang it, and then she said like some funny stuff yeah, about like, needing like therapy. Spelled, and, yeah, and yeah. she's like, I think you should Wikipedia me. And, yeah. Because it's, you know, her ex-boyfriend's song. No, I understand. I know who his exes are. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'm now deciding on the record it will be split screen sadness. Wow, that happened fast. Well, both were written here, so I just what did, I what crossed did, out face to come home. What inspired you in this moment to go from face to come home, come home to split screen? Because I remember there is a line in split screen sadness mm -hmm. that I will go on record as saying is in my top 10 lyrics that I love that's so clever and is just brilliant in the song and I really am excited to talk about it and I'm probably going to pick Walt Grace next time because I've decided that's a long enough time to wait. Also, thank you for your passionate DMs about how we're, quote, picking too popular of songs and not doing deep cuts. <laughs> like, on episode three, you guys were mad right? at us. Episode three, guys. We've only picked three songs. You're going to run out of popular songs. I'm like, yeah. am I? <laughs> I'm only on song three. Yeah. So it's Split Screen Sadness next week. We already have a post up asking for suggestions for listener um, week. Yeah, for episode seven. And then we'll put up a poll. So if you guys want to hear the deepest of cuts, please go there, there and tell go. us which ones. We want to make you happy. And this will be good because we haven't done anything off Heavier Things yet. So we'll get to talk a little bit about the Heavier Things album. Exactly. All right. Okay, so. Uh, that's everything that's that I've got. Have a good week. All right, thank you guys for listening. Talk to you soon. Bye.